Welcome to Documentary First, an inside look at a first-time filmmaker's journey. I am your host, Josh Lindsay, from the Movie Proposal Podcast. And with us is our first-time filmmaker, Christian Taylor. Hey, Josh Lindsay. Hello. Of course, we are Zooming because it's the most fashionable thing to do these days. <laughs> it is. And with us, as always, is our trusted dusty, Jason Rugg. Soon to be an actual rug. Hello, Jason. <laughs> hey there. Hi, Jason. Now you're going to have to explain that, Josh. No, we'll just leave it hanging there for a while. All right. Um, and again, we are not alone. We don't just have one guest. We don't have just two guests. We have three guests with us today. Woohoo! Woohoo! We, uh, we've got David Needham, who is our Girl Who Wore Freedom webmaster, all the way from Champaign, Illinois. Hello, David. Can David hear me? Oh, hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> Champagne's about an hour and a half south of here. The internet might be a little bit more slower down there. Welcome <laughs> aboard, David. Um, also with us is Becca Euland. Am I saying that right? You are. Well done. Woohoo! She's the co-director of social media marketing team for Girl Who Are Freedom, specifically seen over Facebook. Becca, where are you coming from? Gig Harbor, Washington. Washington. What time is it in Washington? It is 310. Oh, okay. Two so hours you're... behind you. All right. It's mid-afternoon for you. It's dinner time for us. Very cool. <laughs> um, and then we also have Bethany. Now, I'm going to mess this up. Verillo, is that right? Valero. Valero. <laughs> Co-director of social media, focusing on Twitter and Instagram. Bethany, where are you coming from? I am near Portland, Oregon. Oh, that's awesome. We got some people out in the West. Fantastic. Apparently, the internet's better out West. All right. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> so, lots of stuff going on. I really hope if you're listening to the podcast, you are plugging into social media. Um, now, David, Becca, and Bethany, you guys are full-time staff on the Girl Who Wore Freedom. Is that correct? We wish. Oh, yeah. We're, we're, we're making the big bucks for you. Making the big bucks. Yep. All right. Well, I'm obviously kidding. You guys are volunteers, which is awesome. Um, I, I would love to hear all of your stories. David, let's start with you because I can see you. Um, how did you get involved with the Girl Who Wore Freedom? Yeah, well, I think like the majority of our team, I was a Holy Post listener um, since I was uh, telling Jason since back when it was even before it was on video. Um, and uh, I've kind of followed along and heard about the Girl Who Wore Freedom, and it just so happened that uh, I had a, a project that I was working on on the side kind of come to a close. And, you know, I, I asked myself if it was, uh, if I was available to help Christian. And so I just told her, it's like, hey, I don't really know how much time I have, but uh, I'm willing to talk to you and see if there's something I could do to, to help, you know, kind of move it forward a little bit. Uh, and then jump ahead a year and a half, and here we are. Now, the website looks great. So, like, what, what is your role in creating that? Everything. <laughs> well, I, I, so you say everything, but actually very little. Like, I, I inherited the website uh, in its current form. Like, the, the design, like, a lot of that stuff was already, already created. Um, but it was built in WordPress, which is, you know, very flexible and extendable. So uh, anytime Christian said, hey, can we do this thing? Uh, the answer was pretty much always yes. So, you know, we added the podcast, we added a blog, we added a store, we added, you know, kind of on and on. Everything uh, that's been added since then has been uh, 
a new challenge. And so recently, like I think less than two weeks ago, I mean, it certainly wasn't more than two weeks ago. I said, Hey, can we have a special D-Day page? You would have think I would have said that a year ago and we could have worked on it for a year, but no, that idea did not occur to me until two weeks ago. And bam, my team created it. They were amazing. Yeah. But I can only, I can only take just a tiny bit of credit for that. Cause I mean, we had, um, I mean, we had Emily Mixter kind of helping out and also uh, Jonathan Liu. Uh, they were both able to jump in and help set up the page initially. Uh, and then we just all worked together as a team to, to get it all together and kind of what we see today. Yeah. So David, what, what's your background? Is, it, is this what you do for a living? Is it something you do for fun? Like, how, how is it you know so much about this? I've, I've been doing it for fun since uh, before I've been doing it for money, but uh, I, I work for a, a Pantheon. It's a, a website hosting company in, in San Francisco. I'm a developer advocate, so I, I spend a lot of time uh, actually teaching people how to build websites, uh, going to conferences, and uh, helping people to level up. Um, and they're, they're very generous uh, in that I have some flexible time where, you know, if Christian calls me in the middle of the day and I don't have something I'm actively working on, I can make up that hour later on and, you know, help right away. Now, are you from Champaign, Illinois, originally? No, I, I grew up in Arkansas, um, lived in San Francisco for a little bit, lived in Minneapolis for a little bit, um, went to school actually in, in Peoria, Illinois, um, but I uh, decided to settle here. I, I have some family here, so when my wife and I started having kids, this was just a, a great place to settle down. Well, I just want to clarify, I'm from Springfield, Illinois, and for those of you who don't know, uh, David and I, you know, like Champaign, Springfield is central Illinois. It's not southern Illinois. Am I right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Okay. Um, well, hey, let's move on to Becca. Becca, so you are co-director of social media overseeing Facebook. What, Becca, what makes you qualified to do this, this tedious task of promoting the Girl War Freedom on Facebook? I just make it all up as I go along. Fantastic. <laughs> the truth comes out. <laughs> um, I've been working in social media and digital marketing for several years now. Uh, full time for a church and then also uh, for a growing agency. And I was listening to the uh, Holy Post podcast a year and a half ago, sitting at my desk putting together a church bulletin. Um, listening and I was like well Christian by this point definitely has all of her slots filled she doesn't need any more help but I'll email her anyways and then a few phone calls later and I've got this whole team of new friends um doing social media together so you you said you have a team of friends but what, what do you mean by that this group has become an incredible little bizarre community of people from coast to coast and Bethany is a gem, very much love her. She's about three hours away from me. Um, but it was so fun, like when we, we met in Chicago for the screening in February, um, it was fun to see her in person. And it's just developed as these fantastic relationships and inside jokes and um, prayer community, all sorts of things. Yeah, we hadn't really met in person, um, all of us until February. David was supposed to be there as well. And when we had our big screening in Arlington Heights, and it was as if we were all best friends from high school that had just gotten together for the first time. It was really incredible what uh, happened 
even though we're all over the country and we only meet virtually. But I think we all made a commitment to do this task together and we meet every Sunday at 4 p.m. Central, but that's different time zones for everybody. And, um, but we pretty faithfully meet each week and um, we start with prayer. We talk about kind of what's going on in each other's weeks and how to accomplish what we need to do together. So just like the girl who War Freedom has done in real life in different communities, it's created this um, little work community too. So it's been special. And so, Becca, it sounds like your full-time job is social media. Is that, is that right? It is. It's all things uh, brand management, social media, Talk about your company. Tell, give your new company a shout out. Oh, there's this incredibly awesome, amazing company in Washington near Seattle called Motive. And it's a marketing agency for small businesses. And it's one of my favorite things in the world. It's just, it's got a heart for serving clients, serving employees, serving the world around us. Um, and I really love it. <laughs> so awesome. all of these, all of these people um, have, you know, gigs on their own, like they have a side job and are able to be hired out. So if you're listening to this, you know, and you need a good social media marketing team, uh, Becca works for Motive and they hire clients and we can hook you up. So let, let's shift over to Bethany. Bethany, how did you get involved in this crew? Well, similar to David and Becca, a year and a half ago, I was listening to the Holy Post podcast. I have kind of a long drive uh, commute to work every day, about an hour. And I listened to uh, I listened to the Holy Post one episode in the morning and then usually on my way back to. That's the way it went that year. And um, Christian was talking about the documentary that she was making, and I've always loved history and learning about World War II in particular. So um, I went to school for business and took a bunch of marketing classes and managed social media for different ministries. And I thought, why not reach out and ask if she still needs help? And I think she emailed back like five minutes later or something. It was really quick. <laughs> and then the rest is history. We called each other, I think, a day later. And yeah, a year and a half later, here we are. You know, I, I think what's great about all your stories is, um, you know, you're pursuing things that you were interested in and uh, saw a potential need and then you reached out. Uh, I think a lot of people are hesitant to do that, but I'm sure I mean, you'd all attest to just not only you enjoyed it, doing what you're doing and or behind the mission, but I'm sure you've just grown in what you do professionally as well, I would imagine. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. So um, let's go back to David. Um, what I went to the website. Um, there's a ton of videos on there. Like what, what's going on right now with like uh, the website that you want to point people to? Yeah, so it's it's all at thegirlwhorefreedom.com uh, right now because we just celebrated uh, the the D-Day over the, the weekend, uh, the anniversary of D-Day. Uh, we have a, a pop-up. So if you visit any page on the Girl War Freedom and you just scroll down a little bit, you'll get a fancy pop-up saying that we're celebrating the anniversary of D-Day and it'll take you to our new page. Uh, and basically that page is all about pointing to people to uh, events and live streams and things that are happening over in Normandy and all over the world to uh, kind of celebrate this. And also a lot of the content that we've curated over the last year and a half or so 
that has to do with D-Day. So yeah, there's there's videos that uh, Christian and team have, have put together. There's uh, blog posts. Um, actually, I don't think we featured any podcast episodes, but oh, that's probably a missed opportunity. We, we should have done that. <laughs> Yeah, we wanted to figure out um, how to celebrate with our friends in France. And they were desperately trying to figure out how to celebrate with us. And so, you know, I've been following all of my French friends over there as they were figuring out how they were going to celebrate this. And in the end, it ended up being very interesting. The French people in each town and village still held their normal ceremonies at Utah Beach, at the Dick Winters Memorial, at Omaha Beach. They all still had the ceremonies, but only the officials participated. And then they would have those live streamed or they would have video recordings of them. And then there was an organization called D-Day Live. They made a Facebook page and they start an Instagram page and a YouTube page and they started putting up um, things live. But my favorite one of all was what Carenton did. And Carenton kind of started this because they reached out to us and asked me to make a little video about what Normandy meant to me. And I thought, well, certainly we can do better than that. Um, I know how much the French people love veterans and parachutes and military people and just regular day, everyday Americans. And so we um, called on a little a few of our friends and we got them to make some videos. We put some stuff together and that was sort of the beginning of what we wanted to share um, with the French people. So uh, we decided that we were going to highlight their websites, what they were doing, and we were going to then on our social media interact with them and share their stuff there. Um, but I certainly couldn't do that alone. Um, and so Bethany and Becca, who usually keep their posts, I mean, they've got a regular schedule posting system. They can tell you about all of that. But I sort of asked them to do double duty last week where they were posting a lot more. Uh, and interacting a lot more than usual, just so that we could engage with the people of France and let them know that we were thankful for what they were doing. Well, let, let's let's ask Bethany. Yes. Tell us about the regular postings that you do. Yeah. So sometimes it's regular and sometimes it's irregular, depending on the week. She doesn't get paid, so she really has to get us in wherever. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, so there's usually one day a week where I sit down and I go through our huge amount of content that we have um, available to us, photos, and um, we have a script to pull from if we want to use quotes in, on social media. So there's usually one day I sit down and gather everything that I want to post and then schedule it on a site called Buffer. That way I don't have to be posting every single time um, manually. It'll just go out during the time that I set it to. So, yeah, and whenever Christian texts me, I'll go ahead and post. So, yeah, it really depends on the week. Okay, and, and, and Becca, so, I mean, you're, you're, you primarily handle Facebook, is that right? Yep, Facebook and the ads associated with it. The ads associated, so talk about that. Like, how, how's that come into play? It's interesting, it's how, it's often, um, the best way for us to reach new people is a lot of these amazing events that Christian has hosted and made friendships and relationships through with throughout the country. Um, and then our second method is reaching out by digital means. So we can make new friends, reach new people by um, sharing various stories and our trailer to new audiences, uh, both here and in Normandy. 
Um, and it's fun to see new people join our, our little gang of um, historians and veterans and, and people who, are, who want to preserve history. But, so but I, what we have, ahead, to, we have to put money behind it, right, Becca? Why don't you talk about it's that? That's also true. Yeah. Is, um, helping guide, this is, we're largely volunteers, and what's not volunteers, we have to fund. Um, so we use both our email lists. We've got a wonderful person named Melissa who, uh, or is it Michelle? No, it is what's Melissa. What's her, what's, her, what's her name on this? I continually <laughs> call her Michelle, unfortunately. Um, who uses uh, newsletters, and then we supplement that with ads um, to meet new friends and get donors. Um, and hopefully we can reward those donors along the way with amazing content and special access to uh, early previews, things like that, like last weekend. Very cool. All right. Well, Christian, what, what else should we be knowing about, uh, you know, how, how to connect it, you know, with social media and, and the website and so forth? Yeah, I think, you know, what we have discovered um, as a team is that we've had to fig find our own way in how you market a film, you know, on all the different platforms, Facebook, um, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, we've used them all and we've had to try to figure out how to build an audience using those tools and that's happened over a long period of time and it um, has taken a lot of creative thinking on the part of all of us to f and every platform is different right you know twitter you need a different kind you have a different audience than you have on instagram than you have on facebook so these people have um you know their minds around what kind of audience is looking you know is there and what content they're looking for and so uh, we've had to tweak uh, and be very strategic along the way to try to develop the audiences that we have. I mean, can you guys tell us where our audiences are? David, can you look at YouTube real quick? And um, Bethany and Becca, let us know kind of where our audiences were when we started, if you can remember, and where we are now. In terms of numbers or yeah, geography? In terms of numbers. Well, I know Facebook started, um, we had a little over a thousand followers. It was a really big, exciting day when we got to 2000. Um, I remember we made a special post about that yeah. a year and a half ago. Yeah. Uh, now we are getting close to 10,000. So if you're listening and not following, please do. Yes, And please. follow your friends too, because it would be really exciting to get to 10,000. Be a big deal for us. Yep, yep, yep. And where are we with Twitter and Instagram, Bethany? I think on Twitter and Instagram, we were around 400, 500 when we started. I could be wrong, but pretty sure those are the right numbers. I think on Twitter, there was hardly any. Yeah, like, the, yeah, there was less than that, probably 200 on Twitter and yeah. 400 on Instagram. And on Instagram, we have close to 3,000. We need about 20 more people to go and like our page, please. Please. <laughs> <laughs> and on Twitter, we are up to, let's see. We are up to uh, about 1,200 on Twitter. So. Yeah, so that's that's just amazing. That's just the, you know, putting out new content, inviting people to like our stuff. And then on YouTube, it's been the hardest one to build. The hardest one by far. I think we started with, like, we went a whole year with two subscribers. Are we up past that yet, David? 
We are, yeah. We're, we're actually up to 129, which doesn't seem like much compared to like what we were hearing from the other social networks. But yeah, we've, we've worked really hard, put out a lot of great content to get up to this. Yeah. So these are the kinds of things that we go over in our Sunday night meetings, along with many other things. But it's very important for distributors to see that you have an engaged audience and that people are interacting with your content, that they not only like your film, but they like what you're saying in the world and the content that you're bringing to the world. So that's why those numbers are important. I think it's so really interesting too, though, like something, we have something kind of special because, because we're like, everyone on our team is a volunteer uh, because we're not getting paid for this. And most of us have full-time jobs or at least full-time focuses that are outside of this. Like I, uh, I volunteer my time to work on this project and a lot of us, you know, we, we are spending our time trying to do what we can to make this better. We're using the things that we've learned in our, some of us are, are full-time jobs, but it goes, it goes both ways. And we've had to come up with some uh, creative sort of scrappy uh, ways of doing things in order to, to make it work. And I, I, it's been really exciting to see that success uh, happen over time, little by little. Yeah. And I have another question for you guys. Why do you do it? Why have you committed a year and a half of your lives to something that you're not getting paid for? Why are you still here? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can go first. I, 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 uh, so I'm, I'm here because, because honestly, I, I didn't know about the story of, of the veterans. I think my answer has probably changed over time. Like originally, it's because I, I knew you on the Holy Post podcast. Um, you, you seemed friendly and like someone that would be cool to know. And so I thought, hey, I can give some time and, and that would be all that I need. But now after, you know, literally an hour plus every week uh, and, and, you know, some grueling times where we have to work on a pretty tight t uh, deadline, I'm, I'm here now because like I fully believe in the sort of story that we've established, the, uh, the mission to kind of take the stories of our veterans and the stories of the folks in, in Normandy and uh, more people should hear about this. Like it's, it's something really special that's blown me away. Yeah, thank you. That makes me so happy. <laughs> you just made my day. Beth Bethany, what about you? Yeah, like David said, I'm, I'm really, over the past year and a half, my, my love and interest for this story has really grown. And not only the interest and passion for the story itself, but also, just the group of people we have on the media team that we meet with every single week. Um, it's so cool to see people from all over, different skills and backgrounds come together and create something that's really awesome and work through things, work through problems that we have and just pray together. So even just the friendships that I've made on this team has been totally worth it. Awesome. Like David, my answer changed over time. It started with, it was an interesting opportunity to apply skills I already had to a new context. Um, and I tend to, I like to consider myself a lifelong learner and um, interested by new things, new challenges and, and how I can stretch myself. And over time, it's really become about both the community we've built here um, and the posture of learning to listen and acknowledge other people's stories and um, engage those as important and valuable and documenting history. Um, it's the ability to, to continuously learn and listen and engage in relationships has been life-changing.
Speaking of listening, Beth, Becca was the author of my favorite post this week, I think. Um, she, we really felt uh, so passionate about what's going on in our country right now. And one of the things that's made me very sad um, as we've gone through this process of the film is watching the effects of segregation in our media that we have as we look at World War II. So in looking at the archival footage, there are very, very few photos of African-Americans, very few, very little, I haven't even found any footage, maybe one footage um, reel that I have that has African-Americans in it. Um, and, you know, the, we were a divided country then, the units were segregated then, and they were relegated to, um, you know, support duties that often got no glory. And so we don't have any uh, African-Americans featured in our film, which is a huge, horrible, sad thing for me. And um, so we began trying to figure out how we could share the history of Black Americans in the military. Um, and we found a wonderful article about the effects of um, their inability to leverage the GI Bill when they came back from World War II. Um, white people were able to use the GI Bill. They were able to move into new communities like Levittown, um, you know, that were planned for them, but they would not allow blacks. And so um, Bethany wrote a wonderful piece that really expressed the heart of our whole team, I think. Bethany, uh, Bethany okay. can, you, can you talk about that? I think that, it, that was a beautiful moment of recognizing the heart of this team. And it was an opportunity to practice exactly what we've been saying for a year and a half, but um, really active in real life, that stories matter and listening matters and that there is nothing more important than um, how we listen to and receive and accept the stories of other people. Um, and I really, I mean, I'm ashamed to admit that I did not realize how uh, much our Black brothers and sisters were impacted and left out of things like the GI Bill. Um, and so this week has been an amazing opportunity to learn more about that. Uh, and then also craft and, and hopefully continue to support change in that space. Yeah. One of the things I was sad about, though, is we asked people to post pictures of their Black service members with, st with stories, and nobody posted any. So I hope we can post that again, because I really would love to hear more stories of, you know, from people of color, um, their experiences in the war, so people can hear about them. So if you're listening to this and you have a story, let us know. Well, what can we expect going forward in, in the world of I mean, the film has been finished for the third time now. Is that right? <laughs> we did post a wonderful announcement this week. Becca also made that post on Facebook. Uh, the film is finished. Woo! Yay. For real. For, for real. real. For real? Yeah, for reals. For reals? Yeah. So, uh, but we can talk about that next episode because there's a lot to be said about that. I hear there's a big announcement. Am I, am I right about that? Uh, no. The big no. announcement is only that we're done. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> there you go. Everyone is acknowledging that beautiful pun in for reals, right? For real. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, okay. <laughs> you like puns, don't you, Becca? <laughs> I do. Jason, you've been such a good listener this podcast. Have you had any thoughts or anything to share? Well, yeah, I, I just want to say I'm really thankful for each and every one of you because the social media presence of the Girl Award Freedom has been awesome. And it's been great to see um, just the, how the film is affecting people and seeing how people are commenting and just the amount of interaction that you have had with individual people and the movements you've made because of the things you're posting is awesome. So and particularly with this last week um, with that article you wrote, uh, it was very moving and I'm thankful for each and every one of you making that possible. Yeah, me too. You. you guys have made a real difference in my life and I really appreciate your commitment. I just feel like, you know, you may only be in the social media team, but I feel like you're in the team. Like they are my, these and some other ones that we'll bring on soon. They're my tribe. And they have prayed with me every week, encouraged me, and oftentimes reminded me why I'm doing what I'm doing um, every week when we go back. So I feel like they have been, this is so corny, but it's so true. They have been the wind beneath my wings as I've tried to fly with this film. And I cannot thank you guys enough. Well, for the opportunity, Christian. You. <laughs> you know, this podcast is 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 following a first time filmmaker and and the the process, and so I imagine listeners are you know maybe gathering information. Maybe there's some potential first time filmmakers, and I, I think one of the lessons today is is Christian did something she was passionate about, and when you when you do that, even though you have no experience, there are people out there willing to take their little red wagon, hitch it to your red wagon as long as you're willing to keep going. Right. And, uh, Christian, you, you're willing to keep going. And, yes, uh, that's, that's stopped. <laughs> <laughs> so other people are willing to keep going. So yeah. anything else, Christian, before we wrap up? No, I think that's it. Stay tuned for next week's episode. So you can hear all about the completion of the film and please donate so that I can pay some of these wonderful people at some point. <laughs> And awesome. follow us on social media. Follow us on social media, yes. At the girl who wore freedom. Oh, that was another thing we did this week. We basically changed our title. We went from at Normandy Stories to at the girl who wore freedom. So uh, it was don't even get me started, but <laughs> it was my error in judgment way back when. And so we had to undo all of our uh, titles. And now it's thegirlwhowarefreedom.com. Very good. Well, David, Becca, Bethany, thank you for all that you do. And thank you for participating today. And uh, everyone listening, uh, thank you for listening to Documentary First, where we believe everyone has a story to tell and you can be the one to tell it. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Documentary First. We really appreciate your partnership with us. We can't do any of this without you. So thank you so much for listening, for donating, and for following along on our journey. If you are able to make a donation this week, we really would appreciate it. We are supported by donors who give us $100 or less, so anything helps. Also, if you're able to share the news about the girl who wore freedom with your friends and family, please do that on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or email, and sign up for our newsletter at Normandy Store. Please go to normandystories.com slash donate to make a donation today.